I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Rodrigo Vicuña, Chief Financial Officer of Prime Trust. We're looking ahead to 2022. What's hot, what's not? What are the key things you see on the horizon for fintech this year? I think there's three key trends that will be key for 2022. I think the first is that innovation of today is going to be commoditized tomorrow. Second is institutional investment expertise becomes retail hobby investment. And then the third is CBDC, stablecoins, and crypto fiat adoption will take big steps. Looking at the top one for innovation of today becoming commoditized tomorrow, I think competitively, banks, fintechs, et cetera, are all continuously having pressure from new entrants coming into the market. And even business models are being challenged from Robinhood's PFOF being commoditized by larger players to crypto exchanges and crypto itself competing now from a layer one protocol to layer two to have enhancements to move more quickly. Everything is going to be commoditized and the financial institutions that survive are the ones that continue to push their models forward. On the institutional investment becoming expertise for retail hobby investors, I think we saw it in 2020 and 2021, GameStonks, AMC, uh, and others really took a liking to the retail investor. And now today, even in DeFi markets, you can be a liquidity provider and play both sides of the market. This is something that was unheard of 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I think retail investors are going to start maturing and becoming more sophisticated. And then finally, on the CBDCs, stable coins and crypto fiat, really taking big adoptions, uh, steps in 2022. We're seeing it in El Salvador adopting Bitcoin. Argentina is now beginning to have infrastructure being built to adopt Bitcoin. We at Prime Trust, we're a core financial infrastructure provider for fintech as a whole. And so we see it across frontier markets and even within the US where people are now building infrastructure for central bank digital currencies for stable coins as a means of payment transfer and remittance, both domestically and internationally. And I think 2022 will make that headline more apparent. I want to pick up on some of the things you've said there. Obviously, we'll, we'll start working backwards. Digital currencies. Sure. What you, you're saying about digital currencies is effectively that they're growing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, you, know, you guys had, I, I think it was uh, Stefan Schwitter from... Siba. Uh, oh gosh, it's Siba from Siba. So we had Stefan from Siba. Yeah, no, he's 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 super smart, and I love something that he actually said on on your podcast, which was, "We asked for blockchain, and all we got was crypto." I think you know, I I think that's a very clever way of saying uh, that the maturity of blockchain actually moves towards a maturity of use case, and I think where adoption really stands on its own depends on whether or not you have a mature monetary system with by a mature financial institution or financial market as a whole. If you look at it, the US, the UK, Europe, right? I think crypto is an investment and product innovation and it becoming a portion of portfolios, IRAs, you have central bank digital currencies. I think that's where the use case and maturation really comes into play. But then you can look at other markets where inflation is heavy, like Salvador, Argentina, Colombia, and crypto as a stable monetary asset becomes more core to the consumer experience. 
even in payments heavy markets or rem international remittance like Central America, Asia, you'll see, see decreased remittance costs and adoption, or perhaps even more privacy for areas like China, where people are trying to skirt folks actually looking into their transactions with crypto. The other thing I'd like to pick up on is your first point was you talked about innovation being commoditized. Banking is a commodity. Nobody goes to a bank because it accelerates faster or it's got nice bodywork. They go to a bank for a commodity service. Lending is a commodity service. Payments are a commodity service. Managing checking accounts or current accounts are com is a commodity service. Banking itself is a commodity. So it's really hardly surprising that innovation in payments, in lending, or in any other service that, that you might consider a bank would offer is essentially a commodity. So it's going to be commoditized whether people want it to or not. I think the fact of the matter is, is that there's two key trends that are really happening today. One is that strengths are becoming increasingly more difficult to maintain. At the end of the day, the consumer experience, it doesn't really bank, you know, people don't go to banks thinking I get to go to my big giant globo bank and go wait in line to go put my cash in, right? No, they go to the ATM. ATMs used to be a part of the core strength as a service uh, for banks. And now you have ATMs as a service coming out where they do it better than traditional banks, right? Like people are outsourcing these core competencies. Uh, and it's where banks really need to focus in on is focusing on what is great and what is defensible in the long term. That is the entrenched base that they have actually being a bank. Get back to being a bank. Don't, don't try to become a tech company. And I think the second big trend is that platforms as a service are increasingly taking on and eating up what banks thought were their core advantages. And I think being a adopter versus a detractor to that trend will competitively allow banks to be able to offer new services, not focus on things that they're not great at, and explore new asset classes that they otherwise wouldn't be able to touch on their own for a decade if they, if they went it alone. Okay. Now, there's one thing you didn't mention in your three key trends there. Mm -hmm. And you talked about digital currencies. You didn't talk about digital assets. We're it's going to see growth in digital assets. I think we will. Digital currencies and crypto as a whole, taking a step back, crypto is not just some asset that you invest in for speculation. Cryptocurrency is a representation of some asset, some access or token. It could be an NFT. It could even be a mortgage or a deed to a house. It could be anything. It's just a representation of something, some blob on a blockchain. And so it's a great point. I think digital assets will innovate and mature a tremendous amount this year. And we'll move beyond NFTs and bored apes and other types of you know, hype art towards actual use case where Blockchains can be a smart, a smart contract representation of a real-world asset that gives you access to whether or not, let's say, you make your car payment and your car turns on. That would be an IoT-based asset tracked with some sort of smart blockchain crypto asset where you have legal rights on actual housing and assets instead of deed insurance or actual going to a title company why not put things on the blockchain? It's immutable. 
And so I do think that that maturation happens over 2022. Do I think we hit mass adoption in those use cases? I don't, but I do think that we make meaningful steps towards building the infrastructure in 2022 and actually making meaningful progress in 23 and beyond. Now, taking account of what you said about investment earlier, there is allegedly the coming transfer of generational wealth. I say allegedly because inflation has, of course, reared its ugly head again, and there's no better wealth destroyer than inflation. But is the management of wealth and advice to these, I I don't really want to say retail hobbyists, but the retail investors, is this one of those places where the banks can take a stand and can differentiate and can maintain a reputation? I think they can if they decide to innovate with the desires of their clients, right? I think the past of telling- Can I stop you right there? You actually want banks to take account of what clients want? I know it's a bold statement, but I'm willing to stand by it, right? And I think the days of banks telling consumers that innovation is being being able to order your debit card via a web app should be and hopefully will be over actually taking into consideration that retail clients today, the next generation of banking clients today, the ones who are 18 in 20 years are going to be 38 in 20 years, right? And that's going to be your core banking segment. Want crypto, want want digital assets, want the ability for a bank to provide actual financial services that they desire is going to be and need to be a trend that banks need to hop onto today. And they have, they well, some banks have great names and they can hold on to that. Whether or not they do will depend on whether or not today's early banking clients look at tomorrow's institutions as the ones who actually have the technology that they want, the assets that they want, the products that they want. Rodrigo Vicuña, Chief Financial Officer of Prime Trust, thank you very much.